0: Okay, anyways, we'll just, ooh, back okay. to your regular programming. Hey, honeys. What's up, honeys?
1: Welcome back to another episode of Empowerment Honey. Uh, today is an exciting um, episode. We're gonna talk about some struggles. Um, we're gonna talk about our personal struggles with both mental health and physical health. Um, we think this is really important for us to be very transparent of the things that we struggle with and some things that help us resolve those. So I think this is gonna be a, a good episode um, and you guys will get to know us more as well. so, Uh, We're going to start off talking about our weekly recap and then get into our struggles. And Ellie, I will let you talk about how you've been doing this last week.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Elijah. Um, All right, guys. So the 75 hard is flying by. I'm now on day 49. So it's starting to get really, really hard. And I think I'm going to stop doing it or just kind of shift to 75 easy. I'm just like at a place in my life right now where I can't consistently do every single task every day. But it's, it's been great. And I'm really thankful that I decided to do it. And then also I listened back to our first episode where Elijah was talking about the Dave Ramsey rule. So I am starting to implant that rule myself in my life. I spend so much money on groceries, just trying to buy the most organic, healthiest groceries I can find. And I spend, I live alone, and I spend probably like 400 plus on groceries a month on top of eating out as well, which that is a lot for one person. So these past few weeks, Um, I've gotten my grocery bill down to like $220 for the month. So I'm super excited. So you can still eat healthy on a budget. And yeah, check out our first episode if you didn't listen to it and listen to Elijah talk about how she implemented the Dave Ramsey role into her life. And then um, just a couple more things that I want to talk about for my weekly recap is I am reading the book Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. It's super great. It is Christian-based, but honestly, anyone could read it. It still has tons of tips and advice on how to just stop like the toxic, toxic thoughts from spiraling and just going in like this downward spiral into bad thoughts. So I highly recommend that. I'm probably about to wrap that book up today or early this week. And then the last thing that I want to talk about is I finally successfully meditated this past week. I've been working for weeks to try to figure out what works for me for meditation. And I did it right before I was going to go to bed. I maybe did it for about five minutes and I just went to YouTube, typed in meditation music, put on some music and just laid down. And the type of meditation that I did is you just think of a few words that inspire you or you want to bring into your life and just keep repeating them and repeating them until you feel like you've meditated long enough. So yeah, a lot going on my past week, but it's it's been great.
1: Awesome, Ellie. Um, I'm so proud of you and what you've all done with the 75 hard challenge. I think you've probably learned a lot about yourself. And I think that you're just doing what's best for you. Um, And you also don't want to let yourself down with not being able to fully commit. So that's awesome that you're taking that initiative Uh, and good job with the groceries. I know that's so hard, not overspending. It really is. Um, We definitely sometimes overspend on groceries, but we'll do like big stock at Sam's club and then we'll kind of buy smaller stuff throughout the week, which is helpful. My weekly recap on don't have too much going on. But these last couple of weeks, I have been working from home. So I've been taking Archie on a lunch walk, which is typically about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, And then I'll also take him on a walk after work. And with that, I'm trying to get 10,000 steps in. I don't know. Do you know how much that equals
0: to, Ellie? I don't know. um On average, 10,000 steps gets you pretty close to five miles. I think it's. Okay, that sounds accurate. Yeah, close to five miles. I know. Yeah.
1: So I think that's a good kind of area for me to be at, you know, 10,000 steps a day. Mm -hmm. which is kind of like a workout and then maybe just doing some weights and whatnot Uh, and ways that I've been doing, getting those steps in is taking Archie for walks and then going frolfing or golfing things outside. The weather is getting colder though. So might have to maybe invest in something because I really love walks, but sometimes around this area, it's hard because the sidewalks and streets are like glare ice but we will see we will see about that other than that just we have been staying at home and eating a lot of healthier meals that we had hello fresh but this next week we have some friends coming in so i'm just gonna try to maybe eat smaller portion sizes when we're going out to eat and for drinks and then I don't know. It's going to be hard. Honestly, having friends in for For a whole entire week, you know, we just want to show them cool places to eat. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm not going to beat myself up too much about it, but we'll also be getting out going fishing and doing some activities as well. So hopefully those will kind of cancel each other out, but that's kind of what I have going on for the last week or two. Um, and I'm excited to keep going on this migration.
0: Yes, it sounds great, and yeah, it's so hard to like eat healthy. I know because living in Phoenix, quite a few people want to come visit me and stuff, and especially like in yes. Grand Forks, like you're gonna go to the best restaurants and eat the best appetizers and entrees and all that. So I completely get it. I think you know just um, being reasonable and watching your portion sizes will definitely help and by no means, like, do you have to order salads every time? Like definitely eat what you want to eat and enjoy your time with them. Cause it's only a week. So for I sure. think you'll have a lot of fun and I'm excited for you guys. Yes. Thank you. Awesome.
1: Well, I think we should get right into our episode, uh, talking about our struggles yeah. and we can kind of just piggyback off of each other. So
0: sounds, sounds good. Um, So I guess I'll start with one that we both kind of struggle with. So we talked a little bit about this before, but binge eating and portion control, it's probably like my biggest struggle. I've been working on it this whole year. Um, And I live alone. So a lot of times I will just eat out of pure boredom because I don't have anyone to distract me or anything to do. It's, uh, it's so hard. And then I, for the longest time was buying like family size popcorn bags, family size snacks, stuff like that. And just like Eating tons of them and not recognizing when I was full, just because it's super easy to just keep going for it. And then another thing, like we were just talking about restaurants and going out to eat, is oh Mexican restaurants and all of garden breadsticks. Those <laughs> get the best of me. If it's free chips and salsa, free, like yes. I'm going in, and then it's like <laughs> I eat all the chips and salsa, and then I don't even want what I ordered. So just trying to recognize, Hey, I don't need to eat like four baskets of chips and salsa before my entree gets there, (laughs) which can be really hard, especially if margaritas are involved. But, um, so I guess my biggest tip for you, if you struggle with binge eating is to start like portioning out your meals, your snacks. I, started buying like snack-sized fruit, nut, trail mixes, stuff like that, or portioning it out into my own little baggies, stuff like that. And then I also started more like mindful eating, not just um, eating to eat, but really listening to my hunger cues and recognizing like, okay, like I'm actually hungry. Like let's eat, eat slow, put your fork down after every bite All of those tips, they really help. Um, Chewing slower really, really helps. And then once you feel full, just wait five, 10 minutes. If you're still hungry, then still keep eating. But if you're not, then like you can grab a to-go box and take it to go or, you know, Um, another tip many people say this is like as soon as you get your entree ask for the to-go box and put like half of it in the to-go box that's another good thing to do um and then my last kind of couple tips are don't eat 40 snacks eat like three meals because I, and I did this yesterday. So I'm preaching to the choir here, but yesterday I just, for whatever reason, didn't want to eat a meal. So I literally just kept snacking all day and Mm -hmm. that was not making me feel full. I should have just got a meal and like been full and got, got it over with, but that can be difficult as well. And then also don't eat while watching TV or sitting on your phone, like I'll eat and like scroll through Instagram or TikTok. That's still something I'm working on to try stop doing. And then my last tip is a food journal could be super helpful. Just writing down what you ate, how full it made you feel. If it made you feel lethargic, groggy afterwards, that can also help like tap into those binge eatings and eating with emotion instead of like hunger cues as well. So Elijah, if you just want to go off of that and talk about yeah. your tips and struggles as well with that one.
1: Yes. um, I think my number one struggle is also binge eating, portion control, or just simply going out to eat with uh, mm-hmm. friends as well. Uh, I a hundred percent agree with everything you said about know different tips that you have for resolving those portioning out foods portioning how much you eat when you eat like if you're watching tv um 100 agree with all of that i think for me something that's really hard is that on mondays and tuesdays zach works until 8 p.m and i do like to have supper with him and make supper so i think an area that I struggle with a lot is I eat at noon and then I'm really hungry by the time I get off of work, like ready for a meal, but I just, you know, kind of snack and whatnot and wait until he gets home. And then I'm not like super hungry, but I'll still eat a meal. So I think just kind of watching maybe what snacks I eat and how much I eat of that snack. And then also maybe just Portioning my size, my dinner to a smaller size uh, will also be helpful. Um, but some of my tips are to cook healthier meals at home. Again, trying not to go out to eat as much, or when you do go out to eat, limiting your portions. I think, you know, putting a portion of it away when you get your meal and just saying, I'm only going to eat half of it is a really great idea. Same with drinks, limit yourself. You know, maybe if you're just out for drinks and you don't want to drink too much, maybe just, you know, get one or two, whatever, or pick healthier options, whether it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be a salad, but it could be like grilled chicken meal, something like that. I think I do struggle with that because I do like to eat good foods. I'm kind of foodie. Uh, So that's hard when you go out to eat at some really good places and all you want are some chicken wings and fries, but again, just limiting those portions and portioning things out, I think is the number one goal for binge eating and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you really, you gave some good tips. I don't have too much more to go off
0: of, but 100% 100% agree yeah. with everything yeah. you said. Yeah. Well, I've been like kind of working on this for the last 10 months now. So I've really been able to try and incorporate some some of the tips I said into my life. And it's yeah. it can be still difficult, even though I'm 10 months in, I still struggle. Like I said yesterday, I had snacks all day instead of meals. And yeah. sometimes it's like that. I feel like on the weekends or on Sundays, like
1: Sundays are kind of my, you know, do work around the house type thing. And I feel like I snack a lot on those days that I'm just at home and I have snacks in the cabinet and whatnot. So I definitely like my, one of the new things that I've really been into is the cotton candy grapes. I portion yeah. them out and I put them in the freezer in like little bags And when I was working from home, you know, you have all that food when you're working from home. Um, And I loved just eating those. It was kind of just, it was like gum almost, you know, it kind of just keeps your mind like, or your mouth active. I don't know how exactly to say it, but it just kept me from not wanting to go in the cupboard and eat a bag of chips or whatever. Yeah. That helped me a lot was like the frozen grapes. They are very tasty.
0: Yes, that's a really good idea, especially for those who are working from home to have portion sized healthier snacks available. Um, And then uh, my next thing that I struggle with is going to be a little bit more on the mental health side. So I think way too much. I'm constantly thinking overthinking, all the what-ifs pop into my head. Sometimes I can't sleep at night because of this or I wake up in the middle of the night and my mind just starts spiraling with all the thoughts. And so some tips for this that I have found to be helpful if you also overthink or just have so many what-ifs in your head. This might seem cliche, but self-help books have helped me tremendously in this aspect of my life. The tips and tools that I've gained from the books have really turned my negative thoughts into thinking into a much more positive way. Some things that have helped me because of self-help books are just having gratitude lists, writing down things that I'm grateful for every day, journaling how I'm feeling, tapping into those feelings. That's definitely helped stop the negative thoughts and overthinking. And then Like I said, I only have successfully meditated once, but I think if I continue to do that, that will help as well. But self-help books, seriously, they can have some really great ways of thinking outside of the box and different tips and tricks to stop negative thoughts. Um, I've mentioned quite a few books on our past few podcasts. If you want to go back and listen to them and learn what books I've read, and then I'll also talk, talk about them on our social media as well, but I think that's a really good way to stop overthinking.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of us struggle with mental health in the aspect of overthinking or for myself, I sometimes, I think I tend to look at things that I can't or don't want to do in a negative way such as, you know, being physically active, running, eating healthy, 24 seven, things like that. So for myself, and I have started this this past week, um, I didn't mention it earlier, but uh, journaling, just like you said, and I started doing 10 things that I'm grateful for, and then journaling about a half page. And that kind of just keeps you in the mindset of, Um, What am I grateful for? Why am I grateful for these things? What led me to have these things in my life? And I think you kind of have a different perspective. Um, And also when another thing that I have been working on is when people are talking to others or about others in a negative aspect, just trying not to insert yourself in those conversations or thinking of it in a different perspective maybe. So judging people is something that's very hard, especially with social media. And I feel like something that helps me not think in a negative way for anything um, is just Not judging it right away, not judging a book by its cover, but just thinking about it in a different perspective. And I have to kind of give some, I have to give some props to my boyfriend because he is a very positive person. And I think that definitely rubs off on me. He always thinks of things in a different perspective. And I think that's why he has such a great like mental health. Like he's, he's very well in the mental health department. Um, And I've also been trying to do that as well, just not judging other people and thinking about things in a different light is very
0: important. Absolutely. That's really great advice as well. And I completely agree with you on all of that. That would shift your mindset, definitely. So my next one is that I have a super bad sweet tooth After every meal, I just want to eat like a little bit of chocolate, something sugary, cupcakes, sweets, like anything like that. Um, And then I just have started to train myself like there doesn't always need to be room for dessert. Like that's like always craving something sugary isn't a good sign. Like that's a bad sign that you're addicted to sugar. And I just learned more about that this past week. And so one reason why this is super important to me is that diabetes runs in my family. So I really wanted to change this. So I've been swapping out all sugary foods for the lowest sugar options. And a like tip for you is that Smart Sweets, which you can get at Target, you can buy it on Amazon. They're just kind of like Sour Patch Kids, Peachy kind of those versions, but with only three grams of sugar per bag. And I personally don't think they taste that awful. Like I'd say they're still pretty comparable. I mean, you will notice a difference. And like flavor, yeah. Like I actually them? really like them. Yeah, yes. me too. I would see the flavors still very comparable, so I enjoy eating them. Like if I need like a little sugary treat, I really enjoy eating them. Um, and then another thing is that I make sure I always have like fruits on my counter or in my fridge because those kind of help with like sugar um, cravings as well. And then so. I'll opt for those instead of chocolate or ice cream. Or what I like to do is I like to just stick like dark chocolate chips, like in the raspberries or just eat like apples with almond butter and cinnamon, stuff like that. And then there's now like Greek yogurt. They have like little containers that they'll either have, I think it's like Chobani flips where they'll have like Mm -hmm. almonds chocolate chips stuff like that and you just flip that into the greek yogurt which is really good so i'll do that and then i'll maybe add like fruits to that as well so that's really helped with my sugar cravings if i really really want something sugary i'll do that instead of just going for like a candy bar or something way less healthier with a lot more sugar
1: yeah i think that brings up a good point too you know having that sweet tooth i feel like I will get these cravings and a couple of things that I've also bought for myself is like the Kind bars they have ice cream. Um and they're oh, 100- I didn't know that. Yeah, they oh, are cool. amazing. They taste the peanut butter one tastes just like a Snickers ice cream bar. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I love those. Okay. So delicious and they do have quite a few carbs in them. Uh but they're pretty good and they're a smaller portion size so but I always feel Uh, satisfied after I eat them. They're very delicious and tasty. And I definitely love going to like natural grocers and finding Mm -hmm. different uh, snacks or sweets that I can find with a minimal amount of sugar and things like that. So yes, 100% agree. Those all of those um, treats are very tasty. I've never tried the raspberries with the chocolate chips in them, but I've seen people do that. So I might have to look into that.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I really like it. If you can't have like chocolate dipped strawberries, that's just like another really good, quick option to have for dessert. Super good.
1: Yes. Okay. So one of my, struggles is that I don't really love working out. Um, I think it's kind of boring. I used to go to the gym, but I would only ever go like two times a week and then uh, just be really bored, even if it's listening to music or whatnot. So some things that I have done is I did get a rower for Christmas and Uh, I've mentioned this before, but I like to follow people when they do like workouts on the rower because I feel like it keeps me motivated and I could see how to correctly use the machine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some other things I've done to resolve this are my walks outside with Archie. Uh, He's a very active puppy dog, so he loves to go on walks. He loves to go Frisbee golfing um, and just trying to do things that I love to do like golfing I feel like we do get carts quite often, but I would love to just walk nine, 18 holes and you get, I want to say like three miles, like three to four miles every, I don't know if it's 18 holes or nine holes. I don't quite remember, but you get quite a bit of miles, like walking a golf course. Yeah. So kind of finding just things that I love. I know with winter coming up, it's going to be a bit harder, but maybe still taking Archie out on walks and then figuring out some more motivational things when doing the rower and uh, lifting weights, uh, watching, maybe even, maybe it means putting a TV in the room that I do my workouts so I can be motivated with watching uh, YouTube videos of people doing them. So I've definitely struggled with, uh, working out and I know Ellie has been pretty motivational for me. So even just following, yeah. Following along with you and everyone else. So.
0: Yeah. And then just going off that, like I didn't always like working out either. And then I don't know, somewhere along the way, I just got super consistent with it. And then that just kind of like developed into habits which developed into this passion for it and i also think like working out and getting movement in can come in so many different ways and exercises like walking your dog that's a great way to get movement in um i know a lot of people don't really like cardio so one thing that i suggest for those that don't like cardio but want to get like a decent workout in and burn a quite a bit of calories is to just walk on a treadmill, put it on incline, do it at like three miles per hour and just go for 30 minutes. And it's a really great workout and it can really change your body. Like it's super walking is super great for thinning your inner thighs, um, just overall body image. So walking is probably one of the best exercises that you can do.
1: Yeah, and going off of that, so Emily Spicer, we talked about her last episode or the episode before. She talks about you literally burn the same amount of calories running versus walking. And granted, like typically people run so they, you know, you can mm-hmm. run longer and burn more calories. But I don't know, maybe I just like didn't understand that, but I think that brings up a very good point. Like you can just you know, do a half hour of walking. And if you do that same amount of miles walking as you do it in running, you know, that could be better for your body. If you're, if that is how your body is, you know, like for myself, I tried to do running and I have a lot of problems with my hips. So if I ran more than two to three times a week, my hips would kill me, Mm -hmm. but walking seems to, you know, I can get more walking in than I can running. So, I like that idea. I might have to invest in a treadmill or make you yeah. back to Grand Forks and motivate me.
0: Yes. <laughs> Come back, yes. Ellie. Yeah. Oh, maybe someday. We'll see. But yes. <laughs> or yeah. I can just go, I'll just go to Arizona. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Come visit. It's great here. You'll love it. Especially this time of year. We can go for yes. tons of walks. Weather's yes. beautiful.
1: Yes. <laughs> here we have We first
0: day of snow today. I know. I saw. Yes. That's rough. It is. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you have to endure that already. It's like 87 here right now. Oh, stop. (laughs) But anyways, continuing on with our struggles. So another thing that I struggled a lot with was learning that losing weight wouldn't solve all my problems when I started my... Migration. I just thought that losing all the weight that I wanted to would instantly make me be the happiest person. And I was really wrong about that. I mean, it did help me tremendously physically and mentally, and I'm still working on the mental aspect of my migration. So I just know that losing weight doesn't equate happiness. Um, there's so many other things that can help lead you to happiness and, um, you have to also work on your mind and your men- mental health as you're working towards like a healthier physical you as well. I realized this like a few months into my migration and then I started to shift my mindset to not focus so much on my physical health. Cause that was my main priority at the beginning of the year. And then I started to think about my mental health as well. And I'm still on that migration process with my mental health and probably the next, few episodes or future episodes I'll have even more tips for this particular struggle but it's still something that I'm working on right now
1: yeah I'm proud of you Ellie like mental health is super important to your overall well-being and so one of my struggles is also like the same thing loving myself is hard especially like yes mental aspect of it but a big reason why my mental health may not be at hundred percent is because I'm physically not where I want to be. And sometimes that is hard. Um, Mm -hmm. and ways that I have started resolving it is obviously, you know, starting this podcast, feeling motivated, learning new ways that I can motivate, motivate myself physically. And then also mentally, um, I've read, I've been reading the one book, um, I literally have it right here. Buy yourself the freaking lilies. Um, So still reading that and journaling, but also for physical health, I've been trying just to have fun in the kitchen and have fun doing exercises and not beating myself up about what the scale always says or not taking measurements all the time, just learning about myself, my body, my mental health, and my physical health, and Mm -hmm. just trying to be happy with who I am and where I want to be, uh, setting goals. And again, not beating myself up if I don't make that goal, just trying to look at different ways that can help me get to that goal. So I agree. Mental health is a big thing, especially, um, involved with physical
0: health, um, as well but yes yeah absolutely um it can just be like a process and I just feel like people need to know like I feel like a lot of people think like oh once I lose all my weight like my life's just gonna be like awesome it's gonna be perfect then and that's not like always the case like you kind of have to work on your whole self as a whole during your migration yes Um, exactly And then kind of like leading into that you were kind of saying like not letting the scale like get you down stuff like that. So one of my other biggest struggles is patience with the process of a wellness migration like I would always want to wee myself a couple times a week, stuff like that, maybe a little obsessive with it at first. And then I just kind of learned, okay, this type of thing isn't going to happen overnight because we're working to make a whole new lifestyle, all new habits. Like I'm not just trying to lose weight super quick and gain it back. So I just had to be super patient with it. My biggest tip for this is just stop thinking of it as a diet and think of this as a lifestyle change, habit change. You're working to be your healthiest and happiest self for the rest of your life. So this isn't going to happen overnight. Just stop comparing yourself and your migration to anyone else's. All of our bodies are so different and what works for someone might not work for others. It's just kind of trying to figure out what works best for you. I used to get so upset that people would lose a certain amount of weight, like way faster than I did. Like, why isn't what they're doing working for me? And then I just like realized we don't have the same bodies. We don't have the same genetics. Um, we might have different stress levels which can be a huge factor they might be getting better sleep there's so much more that goes into it and then also another thing is I just I want to throw away my scale I don't want to rely on it anymore Um, I think it's really hard to just measure all your success with the scale as well I actually had a girl message me last week and say that if the scale wasn't gonna move she was gonna throw herself in the trash Like, no, honey, please throw that scale in the trash. Like, don't throw yourself in the trash. We are more than that number. I I mean, I would just suggest instead of having a scale at home, maybe just take progress pictures or measure yourself to track results and do it like once a week, once every two weeks, once a month, whichever works for you and it's... Put you in your healthiest mindset for your migration. That's my biggest suggestion for that. Um, I think I'm just going to weigh myself or go on the scale when I'm at doctor's appointments from now, because I don't need that number to dictate what kind of day I'm going to have. And I don't think anyone else should either.
1: Yes. Go off Ellie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I Sorry, you got that. real passionate right there. <laughs>
1: no, I love it. I think Hundred percent. Maybe I rely on the scale also a bit um, too much, but I know we did talk about taking progress pictures uh, previously, mm-hmm. and I have since done that. So I hundred percent agree. Like that scale sometimes like beats you up more than you think. You yeah. look at that number and you just you know it doesn't move. You feel a little bit depressed, honestly. So I think that a hundred percent is. Is awesome advice, and I know that there is some scales too that, yes, they do measure your weight, but they also measure other things as well. And I don't know how accurate those are, but mm-hmm. you know, if you are still wanting a scale in your house, maybe looking at other options or other types of scales that can be more useful than just a number. Um, so, awesome, Ellie. That
0: Thank that's you. some really great advice thank you so much. And yeah, I was actually just saw on Amazon, they do have scales that will measure your BMI. So if you want to like really dig in deep and not just look at the number of like your supposed weight, like look at your body mass, like fat index, all of that, like one of those scales could be a good investment as well. If you do just for whatever reason, want to keep weighing yourself or keep a scale, I think those could still be healthy if you use them and not do it every single day
1: yes i agree awesome well those guys are our struggles um we hope that you guys can relate to them and learn from them and you know message us with your struggles as well like let's help you overcome your struggles and help you find ways that can better yourself mentally and physically Ellie, did you have anything else to add on the struggles section?
0: No, we can get into our tips and tricks for the week.
1: Awesome. Well, I will start with mine. Uh, Nothing too crazy but my tip for this week is that i am not a big breakfast person and ellie and i were just talking about this before the episode like it is important to get some food in your system for your brain to be active um, so you can get through the day power through the day to lunch whether it's working or doing stuff around the house and so what i've done is i make chocolate protein shakes and I would love to share my recipe with you guys so my recipe I do the same exact thing every day and I've not gotten sick of it Uh, I what I did is one day I looked at like YouTube videos for probably two hours and just kind of would see what were the main ingredients people would use and then kind of integrated different ingredients for this Um, But what I do is I start out with about seven cubes of ice and then I do one cup of almond or oat milk. Um, You could also use water, but I like using the almond milk. Uh, Then I do two scoops of chocolate protein powder, one third of a banana frozen, and I think it's really important that it is frozen. And then I will put in just a little bit of honey and some keiko powder. And I will blend it up. And it tastes like a Wendy's Frosty. Honestly is the best way to to describe it. It is so tasty. Sometimes I will also add in almond butter and a little... Teaspoon, maybe even less, half a teaspoon of vanilla. Sometimes I'll just mix it up whether I'm adding honey, banana, or vanilla to make it like give it that sweet consistency. But other than that, that's kind of what I do. So I guess I do mix up a little bit, but it's usually just ingredients and what I have at home. So yeah, I love chocolate protein shakes and I could drink them every single morning. It is delicious. And I like, to, yeah. And I also like to have it thicker as well, a thicker consistency because it does taste like ice cream to me.
0: (laughs) Yes. That sounds so good. And yeah, I like that you added that it has to be a frozen banana because that definitely helps with the consistency. And if you like that thicker consistency, you definitely need the banana to be frozen and not like just a fresh one that's been sitting on your counter. But yeah, totally love that to get just some food in your system to help with your energy levels and all of that if you aren't a breakfast person. And they're super easy to eat on the go, too. Yes. So you can like make that, put it in a cup, throw a straw in it, and like drink it on your way to work, drink it like when you first start at work. So, really like <laughs> that idea.
1: Awesome. And- What's your tip?
0: So oh, I like that you said you've been trying to get 10,000 steps in a day. So my tip kind of goes off of that. This is just like another good way to get some extra steps in. It's not very revolutionary, and so many people <laughs> talk about it. But just taking the stairs if you're able to as much as possible. I live on the fourth floor of my apartment complex, so I've just like made it a goal like. I'm going to try to take the stairs as much as I possibly can and only use the elevator when I have the heaviest of heavy groceries. This just helps, like, because I probably go up and down a few times throughout the day when I head to the gym, when I leave to run errands, go somewhere. So I know it's just getting probably probably a few hundred if not close to a thousand extra steps in for myself being I do live on the fourth floor and with how often I come and go but I just feel like that's just such an easy way like if you live in like a live if you work in an office where you can take the stairs and not the elevator that's just another great way to get some steps in
1: awesome I agree that is a very good tip sometimes you don't always think of it or you know there's the elevators always at you know, the beginning right by the door. So typically you always take that. So taking the stairs is a great way to get a few more steps in. Well, I think we should end with a new segment and I'm so excited for this segment because I don't know, it just, it, so I guess I'll talk about the segment for, or I'll tell you what the segment is and it's going to be quotes and specifically this week, we're going to talk about our listeners' interpretation of the word migration. We have had so much good feedback about that word and people even putting it into their own words, which I think is super cool. So uh, this is from my best friend, Bree Soli. Shout out to Bree. Mm-hmm. Um, so what she told me is she said, I love the word migration It not only sets you apart, but it kind of reminds us to think of it as a new chapter in our lives and to start fresh every day. And don't let the setbacks keep us from turning around because we are all migrating in one direction. Yes, go Brie. I love that Brie. Thank you
0: for sharing this. It's great.
1: Yes, I love her interpretation of it. You know, just every day is a new day. It's a fresh day. Start your day on the right foot. Go drink that chocolate smoothie. Take the stairs. Um, And even if you have, you know, a bad meal or you ate really crappy for a weekend, don't let that put you down in the dumps. Just start off on the right foot the next day and keep migrating towards your goals. Yes, absolutely. Love it. Well, that is what we're going to end this week at. Uh, We're so happy you guys could join us for this episode. I think it's a very important episode and we'll probably have a lot more about our struggles and mental health um, as well. I know we talked quite a bit about mental health on this episode and we haven't really done that much in the previous episode. So that is going to be a a highlight for sure in probably the next month we want to get a couple people on here talking about mental health um so we're really excited for that and we hope you guys tune in next week
0: yes all right bye honeys have a good week
1: bye honeys yeah.